This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular Guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. <laughs> I love that new intro. Well, welcome to the show. It is Friday, June 17th, 2022. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at OurSuccessGroup.com. Uh, today, we're, uh, we're we're efforting again. We thought we'd uh, have this, but uh, so we'll, we'll just we'll figure out what we're going to do here, maybe on the fly. So, regulators, if you have something that you want to talk about, um, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, we were supposed to have Eve Lowry back in attempting, but. Um, no luck yet, and we have not heard from her. So, <laughs> well, Eric, we'll just go knock on the door at the green room again. Is, yeah, maybe yeah. she's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did did we not get the green M and M's only this time? Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, we will uh, obviously have a uh, great time, and um, we've got plenty of topics that we can talk about. Uh, in fact, we were just talking about something before the show that I think will be great. But again, you guys, regulators, those of you that are here in the live checking it out, um, start posting in there what you want to talk about today. If, if you know, this could be a, a catch all, a Q&A session, so to speak. Um, so anyhow, that's what we've got going on today, Terry. Um, and again, if Eve makes it, then we'll we'll see if we can get her in here. But uh, so far, no Eve. So uh, <laughs> heard that she was all ready to go, and then uh, something happened again. So we're we'll... on the eve of the show, and <laughs> <laughs> nothing. But nothing. Um, Terry, are you somewhere dark, dirty, and dank? I I I'm not. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy Lamb, <laughs> that oh, was Jimmy Lamb, right? <laughs> that was it was Jimmy that? Lamb, and and. Uh, Jimmy Lamb is, is retired, quote unquote, yeah. for, for Jimmy. That's, you know, retired is is kind of like, okay, he's just not <laughs> going to a job right now. He's always working. Well, he's a boat captain. I think he yep. is going to a job. I, I saw him in uniform. And uh, it's funny because one of the guys from Printing United came up to me at um, at the Atlantic City show and said, hey, what's the deal with you and, uh, and, and being a boat captain? And I'm like, Mm, that's Jimmy Lamb. That's a that's a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I were a boat captain, would I be standing here in this booth? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. All right. Well, let's hit a couple news items, and we'll uh, we've got a few things. You know, we've got a a great uh, Father's Day weekend themed joke coming up too for Dad joke, uh, which you know I know that's what really people show up for, Terry. So we're all good. <laughs> right. um, and we also have the regulators already jumping in and, and sharing some topics, so we can we can go wherever we want to go. This is the cool part about uh, having a show that we've done for 454 times, I believe. I think this is 454, 455. I can't remember the exact number. So let me, um, let me but, recount them. The first one we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the second can, one we, we just go through all of them. <laughs> um, all right. This is what it means to be live, folks, according to Eric. <laughs> Eric is always the one that makes this so much better than it ever could be. So 
you know, I think he he uh, worries about it more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> this does not reflect at all on Eric. All right. This is all on me. <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's see here. Good morning to Nikki. Let's yeah, let's interact. We, we go back a little ways. We've had the regulators commenting. So we've got Nikki checking in. Let's see. I go back a little ways further. Um, we had Chuck first thing in the morning. In fact, he was here early. Thanks for being here, Chuck. Um, good morning from North Central Minnesota. Hello, everyone. And uh, Barb and uh, no Eve yet, Barb. So we're, we're, we're still efforting. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, Cindy, good morning. Todd over at Fat Dad Wholesale, good morning. Um, Christine, thanks for being here. And Curtis, good morning to you. Uh, we've got Terry, happy Friday all. Uh, Frank Dunn checking in. Good afternoon, guys. Let's see here. Wait, where's Frank that it's afternoon? Well, I think Nova Scotia and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the UK. Yep. Okay. I thought so. Okay. Eric always tells me <laughs> Frank's in the UK. So it may be evening. There, oh, then actually. good afternoon, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Sandy, good morning. Jerry, good morning. I don't know if I, like I said, we're, we've got some uh, great questions, comments in here of things to talk about. So uh, we'll get to that, but let's, let's share some news item real quick. If that's okay, Terry, does that work? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, um, here's a, something that came across, uh, from the newsletter over there at uh, apparelist.com an entrepreneur wins a $10,000 scholarship to make over their business. Lakeville, Minnesota apparel creator, Jesse Momsen, uh, owner of threads and ink has been awarded the Q1 $10,000 scholarship from stalls to help make over and advance her business as part of its small business scholarship program. So back in 2021, the company awarded 21 scholarships to aspiring entrepreneurs with new equipment and supplies they needed to get their apparel business started. Every quarter in 2022, it is awarding a shop makeover worth $10,000 to a Stalls Family Small Business Scholarship winner. Um, so to apply for the scholarship, we'll have the, the link. In fact, Eric's got it down there on the screen, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Stalls 10K. Um, and then you can also read more about it um, over at the apparel list, and we'll have the links in our show notes for that. So, um, and, and what what's required to sign up? There were some uh, some requirements to uh, apply, but uh, um, check all that out. That's uh, pretty cool. I, I, I did not know that they were doing that program. Stall's been uh, really uh, stepping up in a big way. So, you know, I was going to say the exact same thing. I had not heard about that. What a, what a cool deal. And what, a, what a great way to give back. I have to apologize though, uh, Aaron, I was reading that. I just read the headline and where it said stalls 10 K. I just stopped reading. I thought, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 10K. Who would like you a five K zero max. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. rock and roll one where you can run a little bit and walk a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stop for a beer. My wife and I are signed up for a half marathon in October. Um, wow. Her and my son are actually training for it. I've still have got this feeling like uh, I can do it without training. So if I don't make it past October this year, <laughs> you guys will know why. But um, <laughs> that is so funny. I, I was at uh, Workhorse Products last week and there was a retired uh, army guy there, the many, many years in the military and, and myself and Tyler, the president of Workhorse and kind of talking about getting older. And, and Tyler was talking about joining a basketball uh, league. And he goes, he goes, I just assumed I could do everything I always did before. And he goes, I jumped and I don't think I left the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me last night i play, you, you most of you guys know that i play volleyball on thursday nights and uh, had 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 two sessions last night so i play with the old guys most of the time but i got asked to come over to the 
younger old guys court to, to substitute first. And boy, I sure feel it after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember aching for three days after, uh, after that, but right. <laughs> yeah. Normally playing, you know, two hours of volleyball shouldn't equate to, um, <laughs> being on the shelf for a full week, but, uh, now, now it does. <laughs> so yeah. Injured reserve. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. All, All right, right. What well, else is in the news there, Terry? Yeah, uh, Printful um, in 2021 reached $280 million in revenue. Uh, Printful is an on-demand printing and fulfillment company, and it's announced the revenues of $289 million for uh, last year. The company has fulfilled over 48 million items and reached more than $1 billion in total gross merchandise revenue or value um, since the start of operations in 2013. And uh, CEO and co-founder David Sixnans, 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 said, we've seen our, inter- our enterprise customers succeed with print on demand by launching new products with low inventory risk and a short time to market. And you can read more about that over at Graphics Pro Magazine. And we have the link there. And if you're listening to the podcast version, it will be over at our uh, website to the number two regular guys. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, interesting. You know, that's a, that's a big, big number. Uh, Printful has, uh, you know, is an interesting company. They, they're, um, they're, a, they're a software company that just happened to get into print. So, you know, it's, it's oh. one of those things, but they do sublimation, they do sewing, they do fulfillment. They've got a lot of stuff going on. So I saw that and, uh, and, and I knew that, uh, you know, I, I don't give you the hard names intentionally, Terry. Trust me. <laughs> oh, like I do. Oh, yeah, I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. one of these do I want to read? Oh, I'm yeah. going to do this there. Okay. Let's see. Right. Who, let's see how he, how he manages this name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Nikki asked, uh, "Feeling your age, Aaron?" I say yes, but I am still standing. I'm I'm actually standing to do the podcast today, so uh, you know maybe that'll help me stretch out. Um, Lyndon, good morning and happy education Friday to you coming in from North Carolina. Um, Sandy, great question. We'll, we'll get to that. We've got Ramona. Good morning to you and Rich. Hello. Um, Frank, yes. 4 PM over there in the UK. So, ah. um, or 1600, I believe would be <laughs> appropriate. All right. Well, um, Terry, we're at that point. It's, it's dad it's joke time. time. It's time. Right. I'm ready. Let's do it. Todd, are you ready? Um, for, for your rebuttal, <laughs> hey, hey, it's Father's Day weekend, so what better time to have a dad joke, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. Aaron, want to hear my joke about time travel? I'd love to hear your joke about time travel. Well, never mind. You didn't like it. <laughs> that was a good one. Come on. Uh, uh, even Eric, Eric shaking his head. Yes. yes. That's a that's a positive reaction from Eric. I love it. Wow. Awesome. All right. Well, love it. like, like we said, we're going to get back into your guys's questions. So keep those coming and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go some different places. No, no Eve. So I think uh, we're going to just call it and move into this uh, Q and a session, but we also have a, a topic that we were talking about at the top. So I think we can get them all together. And I, I, and I, and I see a name that, that we both struggled, struggled with here in the notes or here in the, uh, in yeah. the chat. Uh, happy Father's Day to you both from Nikki Adamkowitz. That's right. I was going to, I was going to do it too. I, I remember, I remember before the show, we were, we were all three kind of like saying it that, 
that's right. That, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> and then she helped us. I think it was actually Lori Donovan that really helped us get it right. Oh, I and, believe that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now being able to interact with Nikki so much, you know, it's uh, yeah, got yeah. It. She, she's she's one of the regulators, and and uh, she's let me into her sassy tribe too. So well, I feel a little bit and, sassy. And, and after we mastered her name, then we're on a first name basis. So all that worked for nothing. So. <laughs> I love it. I, I love all it. right, Aaron, before we uh, go any further, we want to thank everyone for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. If uh, We are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to be on the show, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys, and uh, give us your show ideas. And if you were listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Absolutely. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you are listening to your podcast, we are there thanks to Aaron's diligence. And if you are watching us live right now, Please, please, please <laughs> join in with your comments and questions. <laughs> we always love the comments and questions, but we're, we're especially excited about them today. Um, and Nikki mentioned that uh, she gets to spend some time with us in October in Vegas out there at Printing right. United. Yes, we will have the exactly. two regular guys, Decorators Community booth podcast set up. So if you're anywhere near Las Vegas or you know what? It's a great excuse to go to Las Vegas. It's going to be great. Um, come on out Maybe. and join us. We'll, we'll get, we'll have more details. We'll get a little bit closer to that, but uh, yeah, we're excited about that, Nikki. And um, Terry, here's Todd's uh, rebuttal. As you mentioned, um, he said that joke had no future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one was worse, which one was more dad joke like. And um, thank you, Nikki, for the, the Father's Day wishes, by the way. OK, well, let's hear a quick word about business owner mindset and uh, from my company, our success group. And then uh, we can dive into these questions that we've got over here from the regulators and, and the topic that we wanted to discuss. So I want to share with you three mental states most business owners struggle to master. It's goal setting so that you believe it's possible. It's facing fears to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. And finally, taking action even when you're not sure what action to take. Now, 90% of the challenges business owners have faced have nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of running a business. It's not the accounting, the production, or even the marketing. It is the mindset. Those challenges are nothing to overcome when you are a business owner with the proper mindset. At our success group, we get to support decorators who are overwhelmed for an investment of only $5. You can check it out for the first 30 days. Just head over to the website below to have more clarity and confidence in your business. All right, we'll go check that out, and I'd uh, love to have some of you guys uh, come join us inside of the uh, OSG community over there. Our, our OSG squad is a wonderful group, and we get to help and guide people to that business foundation and business mindset that they need. Um, just love, Terry, I, I know um, you, you've known me for a while, but uh, I love the fact that uh, we've been able to uh, have so many people <laughs> uh, be part of this and, and just all the great comments and feedback that we get from people about, about them. So, um, yeah. So Terry, what, uh, <laughs> I, I skipped, I, I skipped through the notes. So, uh, we've come to the close of another show. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, so 
I don't know what to uh, what to do here. Let, let's get into some of those comments from the regulators here first, and um, we can kind of figure figure out how we proceed um, because yeah, we're we're already into another topic here already. So, um, Eric, would you bring up? Let's get let's get Todd's comment that you you had there, and let's start there, and then we can kind of go from there. Uh, I apologize. I I lost audio again. Eric, okay. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there we go. Things to think about before purchasing new equipment is always a good topic. So Terry, what's if yeah? What what are some of the things that uh, you can uh, think about that uh, would be, um, you know, things to consider before purchasing new equipment? I, I know you've talked about this in seminars and stuff like that for sure. Well, you know, uh, Aaron, uh, one of the big things I talk about in my screen printing classes is, is, is look to the future. Think about, um, assume that you're going to, your business is going to grow. And, and like for dryers, for instance, you know, a dryer, uh, you know, a lot of people think a dryer is a dryer, but the dryer, it depends on the capacity of that dryer. And so, uh, like when my daughter, uh, Taylor had her screen printing business while she was a student at Arizona state. Uh, she had a, a small location, so her dryer would only cure 48 pieces an hour. Uh, a, a, an experienced screen printer can do one color print. You can do about 100 pieces an hour. So that dryer limited her ability to to do uh, the type of the amount of production she was capable of doing. So, um, you know, buy to the future. You know, imagine that you're your business is going to grow and uh, and buy accordingly because you know um, if I if I were to start a screen printing business today and and my dryer only had a capacity of a hundred pieces an hour that's it I I'm maxed out I I am reinvesting in that equipment uh, as soon as I buy another you know another press or uh, so you know I guess that's that's my big biggest thing is think about the future when you are making equipment purchases and of course you know you need to calculate. Um, uh, the, the, uh, that equipment and what you're going to be able to capable of doing with that equipment. So how about yourself? Yeah, I think, um, you know, what, what you were talking about as you were talking, I'm also trying to uh, communicate with Eve here a little bit because uh, she's been popping in and out again. So I think, I think we're just going to move forward here. Um, but, uh, before pursuit equipment, one of the things, and maybe you covered this Terry and I apologize that I wasn't fully present. Um, the the new equipment and, and as a guy that sells equipment, Terry, you may want to just kind of earmuffs here for a second <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of times that equipment can be shiny object. Right. And, and I think sure. small business owners can be challenged with the shiny object syndrome. Right. We, oh, man, you know, I really want to get my business going. I really, you know, got all these. I'm overwhelmed. I can't figure it out. So this new piece of equipment is going to be the magic bullet that saves everything. And and again, I, I know that you are uh, somebody that, that works with people to understand their business before selling a piece of equipment, but there's other people out there that just like, oh, you've got a credit card. Okay, let's do this. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the considerations that you have to make is, is, do you have a market for that? Is there a return on investment? Is there a better way to maybe get started and build that market? Um, you know, Terry, you guys have a ton of great DTG customers, and I imagine um, some of them would be willing to, you know, do some wholesale work for people as they get into it. I know we do some oh, sure. wholesale DTG work for people as we kind of, as they get into it, um, and then help them understand what um, kind of what what the what the process is. Like, for example, um, we do some sublimation stuff for a gentleman, and he's got the equipment, but he hasn't set it up yet. 
Um, and, and he realized after kind of getting, he's actually an OSG member. He realized after kind of going through all the steps and mindset stuff that we talk about that, yeah, maybe he'd bitten off a little more than he could chew. And so he wanted to kind of learn about it. Right. So we did a project and we had to figure out all the artwork stuff and why, you know, he, he just thought sublimation was going to be cool. And he's like, okay, well, here are these, um, cotton shirts that are black. Let's do these. <laughs> uh, sorry, man, it doesn't work like that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't quite that bad, but I've seen that, right? And that's under, understandable. We there's yeah, there are these considerations that you have to make. So I guess to kind of finally get to my point, think about what that return on investment is first, right? And and I I, I think you should go make that equipment purchase. And as long as you realize and you know that. Yes, you don't have to have like, oh, I've got the market for sure. Don't don't wait necessarily, but you got to get to that point where you're very confident that you can keep that equipment busy and that it's going to you know be useful for you and that there's not another way that you can kind of build that market first, because no matter what, no matter how great Terry teaches you or, or the folks at Equipment Zone teach you about how to use that equipment, there's still going to be a learning curve for you. Right. And, exactly. and so, um, you know, I think you see that a lot of times maybe in your screen print classes too, but people are kind of going, okay, I finally, you know, I imagine you've had people that show up at your classes and like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for a while, or maybe they've been doing it for quite a long while and they just have not really felt comfortable with it because they haven't gotten over that learning curve yet. They, they needed an expert, somebody that's, you know, maybe been around a couple of days here like Terry <laughs> and, round and round and round that block, right? <laughs> just, to, just to, you know, help you over like, Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I can't imagine I, yeah. I've been in your class before and just in this one time that I was in that class, with you, uh, it, you know, the light bulb moments that people are happening. And these aren't like, yeah. oh, my God, major, you know, oh, I've been doing this all wrong. But it's just the little things that that then now I can really put this to work and and I can grow that efficiency and and I can make money off of this piece of equipment. Right. So, um, yeah. 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 You, talk, talk about that a little bit, Terry. Well, you, you know, Aaron, as well, the you know, uh, when you talk about uh, building your market. I, I've certainly said to people before when they're doubtful about, well, I, I just don't know if I can find those customers. And I, I've said that to people just like you're saying, well, listen, you know, let me hook you up with some folks that can do the production for you while you build that market. And, and then you can have the confidence that, yes, I can, I can make that lease payment or I can, I can, uh, I can make that investment in this equipment. So, so absolutely, I, I I have no problem at all telling people that, and I, I've told people before also that hey, this this equipment isn't right for you. Um, yeah. This this is what you want to do. This equipment is not going to be the best option for you. And yeah, you know, the and and years later, that person may show up again and say, hey, I appreciate you you being honest with me and and discouraging me from buying that equipment, and and now I'm ready for it. You know, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you got to You got to be able to sleep at night. You know when you <laughs> when yeah, you're talking absolutely. about people well, when they see that credit card in your hand. You know, yeah, so. yeah. Well, but but I think that kind of says something about the longevity that you've had in that space, right? As your former sales manager, I used to go, "Oh, Terry, you missed that sale," but I understood it, right? We we understood it was more of a a, a joke, but understood that that was the the situation. Like we we plan to be there and you're, you know, still there and you get to have those conversations with people that maybe you, you know, talked out of something and now they're ready to move on. So, um, yeah, 
Christine well, says, and, and, "Go ahead, Terry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna add something else uh, that uh, along these same lines, kind of the flip side of it is, is jumping in uh, with with both feet uh, off a cliff. Um, I, I, hey, here at the show, I bought embroidery equipment, I bought sublimation equipment, I bought a DTG printer, and mm -hmm. and I, I'm running over there to buy an entire screen printing setup." And I'd be like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're, do, you, do you have any experience in any of this? No, no. <laughs> are, are you sure you want to do all these things at one mm -hmm. time? And invariably, when I talk to these people a year or two later, they'll be like, well, I did the embroidery part, and now I'm learning the screen printing part. And all that other equipment's still sitting in boxes in my shop uh -huh. because I, it's just, just overwhelming. I mean, to, to learn to be a screen printer, and I've probably said this on the show a hundred times, I can teach you to go home and, and burn screens and set up a press and, and, and be printing a job Monday after my class. But to be an expert, it, it's going to take you three years. There's so yeah. many variables in the process, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and even as something as, as easy as as direct to garment printing, there's still a learning curve. It might be 30 or 90 days. But and, and sublimation, Aaron, I, I tell you what, every time. Uh, someone asked me about sublimation. The very first words I say is, if they want to do garments, is you understand this is for white 100% polyester garments. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Almost every time. Because yeah, all they yeah. look at is, well, direct-to-garment printer, that's $16,000. I could buy a, 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 a decent sublimation printer for $2,500. Yeah. I, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, they, they don't do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, and yeah, it, there, there is that side of it where, like you said, it's, you don't know all of it, right? So you, you got to ask as many questions as possible, but here's, here's what I would suggest, Terry, for people that are at that space. I actually had an opportunity at Indy to work with one of the OSG members that happened to be there and they were looking for new equipment. And, um, but the, they had all the right questions, right? They, they knew the market, they, they were getting things. And so we were able to sit down and go, okay, how much, you know, if this is what the package is going to be, how much would you have to add to your business to make this work for you? Right. And that was covered and they thought through what the challenges would be and, and what their customers really wanted. Right. Cause there was all sorts of cool stuff to see there, but oh, they yeah. ended up going with this particular package because of the fact that they did ask the questions about their market, right? They, they knew what people were going to ask about what they needed. And so not only were they able to find the equipment package that was right for them, but they're also able to kind of figure out the accessories, what software they'd have to learn, right? And, and all of, so they considered all of the things and took out the, oh my God, it's so cool. Look at, oh my God, did you see that thing that they made? Uh, you know, right. And, and it's great to be excited about it. And you want to be excited about that new piece of equipment. Cause then you're going to go home and you're going to share and you're going to talk about it. And you're going <laughs> to tell people the new things that you can do, but you also have to, to kind of rein that in a little bit and go, okay, what's the reality of this? You know, after I've had this piece of equipment for six months, for a year, am I still going to be as excited about it? <laughs> right, right. Right. So, um, you, and you, you know, Aaron, I, I will never forget at U.S. Screen one time, and, and you you may have heard me say this before. Somebody called up and they they had a T-Jet 2, I think, and wanted to know if they could buy an extended warranty. And I said, uh, sure, absolutely. And I said, are you having an issue? Well, I, I bought it just uh, just about a year ago and I haven't taken it out of the box yet. <laughs> I thought, really? Well, 
<laughs> I, I guess the I guess the excitement wore off somewhere between the time you ordered it and and it showed up at your uh, at, yeah, your door. at your door. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and the reality is life happens, right? The truth of the matter is life will happen, yeah. but you have to try to be considerate of that. In fact, I'll I'll uh, I'm not trying to one up you, but <laughs> but I'll one up you on that story, so to speak, Terry. You, you had talked about people, you know, getting all of the things, right? Well, I've got to do yeah. UTG. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Um, had that experience with somebody. And, you know, like you said, they they kind of, oh, well, I ended up doing this and now I'm starting to do this. But those th- other things are just sitting still in the box. Well, the problem for them was those other things were demo pieces off of the show floor that had oh. ink in them. They were inkjet yeah. printers. <laughs> it, it, it was a, uh, um, yeah, those print heads were, were shot at that point. It just sat there. Right. And, and yet they, they were told. And, and so it was just all of those things and like, Oh man, he felt so bad. And like, they kept coming back year after year. Oh, what do we do? Um, just what we told you last time. You got to get new heads. I mean, it's like uh, I'm going to keep calling until time. you tell me what I want to hear. Push yeah, this exactly. button and make everything right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, you know, you felt bad for him, but at the same time, we had that same same conversation that you talked about, right? That that is this really right for you, right? Where, where are you at now? I thought the piece of equipment that we were working with was going to be the one that would be went out based on what they told me about their market, but you know, it, it happens. So, um, Terry, let's hit a couple more comments here and then we've got a couple sure. of other questions to get to. Um, okay. So Christine says, I was thinking about scheduling an appearance on the show to talk about trade show pet peeves between the four of us. We have a ton of trade show experience as vendors, educators, and attendees. I like that. Get Christine. me started, do that. Christine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, we're talking a little bit about that, but no, I think that's a great full on topic. So, uh, uh absolutely. Uh, you know, the Calendly link there, Eric, if you uh, have it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at this guy, he's like on it. Bam. Look at that. So the, the four of us, uh, Eric included with Christine. Wow, that would be a great show. I'd love that. Thank you, Christine. Um, Ramona says, I'm a gadget gal myself, always looking for the bits and pieces that is supportive of production. But even now, I have a couple of things I've never used, lost money, right? And, and so you, you've got you to gotta just take that, right? And we've all done that. You know, I've got stuff that does not get used as much as it, it should. You know, I know lots of people that have that. And, and that is part of your your business experience you have to be able to take those hits and absorb them and and move on and then try to make the best out of it right so um yeah i I get the gadget gal or guy thing for sure terry (laughs) all right i know that is you go ahead yeah that's true (laughs) well mine just happens to be podcasting equipment and stuff Uh, (laughs) hopefully kylie's not listening um (laughs) all right uh christine says don't buy equipment on impulse i've seen people at trade shows who purchase something on a whim and then it never leaves the box even if it's not that expensive quote unquote comparatively it's still a waste of money and time yeah absolutely um and, yeah, there, uh, you, you, it can definitely get exciting at a show, and and and, and uh, likewise, I've I've talked to people who uh, who buy equipment and and you know misled a little bit about the kind of support and training they're going to get, and 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 so then they get frustrated with it, and and it gets pushed into a corner, and you know it's a it's a twenty thousand dollar purchase or a ten thousand dollar purchase that that you're just mad about, and yeah. over there it sits. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, 
Barb says there is the other side when people say, what is the cheapest printer I can buy? And I think you were kind of talking about that with the, the sublimation stuff. Uh, the cheapest to save money may in the long run be more frustrating and non-productive. And I will add to that, Terry, not only more frustrating and non-productive, but probably actually more expensive. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. In the long just, run. Yeah, I, I've seen it time and time again, the, the ruined you know, when we get into this, you talk about sublimation, we get into this discussion about third party inks and, you know, cheap heat presses and stuff like that. And, and the reality is <laughs> sublimation blanks can be expensive depending on what you're doing. You know, those polyester shirts are not cheap and all the other right. you know, slates and things like that. And if you don't have that consistency and, and like, like Barb was saying that the frustration and non-productivity um, it can really end up being more expensive than if you would have made the, the investment up front. I, I, this, I don't know if my dad listens or not, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to see him for father's day this weekend. So if he is listening, he can give me a hard time, but I, this used to always drive me crazy about my dad when he used to buy cars. He, the joke was, is that, you know, when his car got dirty, he'd buy a, a new one, but he never bought a new one. We always ended up getting some used car somewhere because it was the better deal. And by the end of the experience, I remember one time um, he traded in a truck, got another car, a used car that was a piece of junk, ended up selling that back to the dealer and buying the old truck that he had bought before back from them <laughs> at more money than he had sold. I was going to say the money was only going one direction with, yes. <laughs> with these transactions. And, but it was, oh, you know, I've got to get that good deal, right? You've got to save money. What's the cheapest one? And, and it's like, gosh, you know, just invest in a a new car one time and then we'll keep it for more than a couple weeks <laughs> <laughs> you know that 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 great deal comment too though how I mean how many times uh have you heard somebody say well i know but it was such a good deal i couldn't pass it up well is it a good deal or, or are you just throwing money away <laughs> because it's kind of like the coles cash thing i think a little bit and i think we've had that discussion before i don't know if you you experienced that but i experienced that with my wife quite a bit the whole oh i've got this coal cash coles cash it's going to expire you know we, we got to go use it that's <laughs> how they get you in the store to spend more money you don't have to use it because everybody knows that the next week you're going to get another thing in the mail with more Kohl's cash, right? So, you're not lighting a match to a $10 bill. It's yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a coupon. <laughs> I love it. Well, good on them. I mean, who doesn't know about Kohl's cash? You know? Yeah, I, totally good on them. And, and, you know, I think it does work to a certain extent and, and because that's, that's human nature, right? We, we, we want to have the, oh, that, feeling of getting a good deal that gives us a dopamine hit We're we're you know we get excited about it you get into the whole mindset of things and um the the, <laughs> the truth is terry our brains uh, function as if we have two different people inside of us right? <laughs> I, yeah. i've learned a ton about this through all the success principles and, and mindset work that i've been doing over the last two years and and the, <laughs> the truth is your subconscious brain and your conscious brain act as two different people and you have to get them to play together nicely <laughs> and, and use the conscious side of your brain as often as you can. But the emotions are what controls your subconscious brain. And, and that's really what controls most human beings. So anyhow, yeah, it's a whole, whole different topic, Terry, for another day. There's an argument <laughs> going up up here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's see, get another comment here. And we, we do have other great questions too. So we'll see. We're, we're can we make this a two-parter out of nothing, Terry? This is crazy. <laughs> well, we have before. Yes, so. we have. All right. Ramona says, no offense to the salespeople, but always remember they are salespeople. Terry. 
uh, what was that Greg called you that one time? Uh, predatory Pred- salesman. Predatory salesman, <laughs> which is not true, but it was definitely tongue in cheek <laughs> joke. All right, everybody just want to make sure we're clear on that. Um, okay. <laughs> She says, no offense to salespeople, but always remember they are salespeople. That is their job. Do your research and walk in with specific questions and ask, ask for demonstration. And and Ramona, I that, think that's perfectly said. I would um, add to that. You probably meant this, but I'm just going to add this little bit to it. Ask specific questions about your business, right? About your your market and your business, right? Don't Don't just ask general questions about the equipment, but ask them, say, here's what I'm trying to do what would the process with your equipment be like for this? Right. And, and, and pin them down, right. How how much time should I expect for me to make a hundred, you know, Terry, if somebody came to you and is like, Hey, I need to make a full color 10 by 12 print on a black shirt that, um, you know, what would the time be per shirt? You know, that, and I, you know, that uh, what that is and you can give them a range, but I think we've got to go ask those questions. Right. So, yeah. Exactly right, because yeah. it, you, you may, may be making assumptions depending on the the the, the type of uh, of uh, technology you want to use, but uh, you know your assumptions could be wrong. You may have gotten those assumptions off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought everything was no. Okay, we've covered that already. Hey, yeah. I have a new slide now in my presentation. My presentation: everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. Yeah. Uh, my second slide says almost. because it was pointed out to me in long beach but you're on the internet oh yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) so only listen to me uh you've got to find that picture i i I don't know maybe it's just me but every time i hear that that everything on the internet's not right yeah Uh, all i can think about is that old i think it was a geico commercial where the the guy was a french supermodel (laughs) right you gotta get a screen capture of that that would be (laughs) that's true that was a classic commercial yes all right um let's see here eric did share when we were talking about cole's cash uh thought maybe we should use that strategy with our though maybe we should use that strategy with our own rewards program just saying very good point eric um, it, it works for Kohl's. Why can't it work for you? <laughs> Love it. Um, and then Christine, brace yourself. July 1st, it's happening. So cool. Um, <laughs> excited about that. Um, ah, here we go. N- another good point to take this little step further here. Uh, Christine says, Terry, she says, oh, don't get me started on the duty to vet the information you accept. Make sure you know the educator's credentials and background. So that's a very good point. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, Cindy, I think uh, your your question here about embroidery, we may need to take that into the half where we can get Eric in in on the conversation. So um, hang tight on that one. <laughs> put a, put a pin on that they, one, I Eric. thought the word was embroidery. Embroidery. No, it's not. All right. Um, <laughs> here, here's the next. We're going to go back a little ways further into the comments from Sandy here. And thank you so much, Eric, for, for tagging these for us. Um, she said, if you won 10,000, we're talking about the, the stalls, what would you do to improve your business? So what, what would you do to improve your business if you just were handed $10,000? Terry, what's, where, where, where does your brain go well, first? Well, it, it, it's, it's stalls, so it's going to be uh, stalls equipment. So I'd probably, uh, well, Kim, Kim already has one, but I, I'd get one of their, those, their hat presses that, that uh, 
it's um, help me. Double side. Yeah, that, that yeah. That 360 IQ, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That That is a really awesome piece of equipment. And uh, a lot of hat presses out there, uh, not all hats fit on them perfectly well but yeah. that one the way it's made with the gel it's it's uh, I, I think that's one of the things i would do and probably um uh invest the rest of it uh with stalls in one of their online store their online store business yeah um, spirit sp- spirit stores i believe spirit stores yeah, yeah i'd probably yeah. i'd probably do that yeah how about you well let and terry be thinking about this while i i answer too let, let's also talk about just in general, right? What in if general, somebody hands you $10,000 yeah. of something. I just happen to have an extra $10,000 laying around, Terry, and and you are my best friend, so I'm just going to give it to you, right? So, Sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can Venmo me. At- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, can you Venmo that much? Anyway, um, and B, I don't have that around. I was actually going to ask you for it, but that's a whole different <laughs> Um Okay, well, let, let, me, let me, I'm going to go from that angle real quick then too and then i'll let you jump in there as well so um ten thousand dollars yes uh equipment i think if you're talking about equipment the thing that i would want to look at is what what is the centerpiece you know how how can you improve your outflow um i I was talking to a a gentleman uh, last week i think it was and um he does a lot of direct-to-garment printing and um he felt like he could double his production numbers just by upgrading his piece of equipment. And, and you, you know that Terry, you know, he's got 2100s <laughs> and you go to the 30, it's 3070. Is that the right? Correct. The right number? Correct. Yeah. All right. So looking, it doesn't obviously have to be that, but whatever it is that you're doing, what can help you? I want to look at the piece of equipment that's going to help me increase my production rate, right. And, and make it to where, even just the little things like you talked about some of that stalls equipment. So I always loved their fusion press. Not, I mean, it's great press in a lot of ways, but the thing I loved about it was the, um, the, the board on it, you know, the computer inside of it that you can program in all of the things that you want to do. Right. And I think you can do that on some of the other presses, but theirs seem to be the most intuitive and easiest to just go, okay, I'm doing this right now. I need to change gears because it's it's that changeover. You you talk about this a lot in in screen printing, Terry. It's that change from one project to the next where you can Correct. really get the most bang for your buck. So what tools and resources can you invest there? I mean, it could be as much as um, you know, maybe it's not equipment that in that resource. It could be, hey, I'm gonna hire Terry Combs as my consultant to come in and and give me what's what's the claim? You, you <laughs> give you a, how Double many your hours? production in 30 days or less. Yeah, there you go. So um, you know, something like that. So that that would be for me what I would do with ten thousand dollars is figure out a way that I can increase my production speed so that I because a lot of times it's space, right? I've seen a lot of this with small business owners that they're like, Oh, I, I can't grow, but they're busy. Right. And, um, a, a big part of that is that if they could just clear out the space, I mean, I think just going and organizing your place where you can feel like you can do more, we don't understand this. It's one of those subconscious things, but we, we don't, we don't expand if we can't. And so we need to be able to kind of give ourselves that space. And, and so maybe a second piece of equipment so you can run at the same time. Uh, Barb talked about, uh, 10,000, I would put towards another single head needle machine or knock out a wall to add more workspace footage. So again, all of those things to increase your production is, is what I would say, Terry. So what, what are you, what's your take on that? 
Um, you know, let, let me take a step back when you talked about your yeah. space, because because yeah. we will fill whatever space we have. Right. right. <laughs> but um, one thing that, uh, you know, when, when I was more active as a consultant, actually going on to production floors, um, when I would do the report at the end, uh, I, I remember one person saying to me, a company owner saying to me, well, Terry, we already knew 80 percent of this. And I said, I, I'm sure you did, but you didn't do anything about it. You, you, you knew you were doing it wrong. You knew that you had this issue, but you didn't address it. You, you had to pay me to come and, and tell you, Hey, by the way, I know you already know this, but do something about it, fix it. <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. So that, that's, that's part of it. So I tell people, um, and I wrote an article about this a long time ago, be your own consultant, take a day and, and walk around your shop as if you don't work there. You're, you're a consultant and, and, and note and you, and again, you already know the things that need to be done, but kind of look at your, at your business when you're talking about, you know, clean up and straighten up and, and make room. Uh, it, it's that kind of thing. You need to take a look at it and say, you know, we, we do need to fix this. We need to change that. And, and uh, so be your own consultant for a day. And, and you, you might be surprised at all the things that you'll see that you could, uh, that, that could make your business better. So uh, $10,000 uh, for me, since I'm not an active decorator anymore, I would probably invest that money in um, in some uh, new equipment like uh, like you buy that Kylene doesn't know about. Um, and uh, <laughs> and probably some equipment to go on the road to do some uh, some videos at, uh, at uh, some different locations and some other people's shops, things like that. Some yeah. training videos, that sort of thing. Um, uh, but actually out in the field. So yeah, that's what I would do with my 10. I like that. I like that for, for me personally, um, again, like Terry, not, not an everyday decorator. Um, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying. You know, I, I think I would do though, I would actually, um, hire, <laughs> hire, a, a, I don't know. I say one of those kids, right. It's the, the younger people that, that and like you said, get, get out there, do some video, record some stuff, right? Have them kind of take care of the the tech end of of making the content that uh, I want to make, right? And take taking the book that I'm writing and turning that into an online uh, signature system. So um, right. I think that's that's what I would do. And, and if there was money left over, I would uh, probably, um, yeah, I. <laughs> I get to be the lead for Jack Canfield's mastermind program is momentum mastermind. Um, but the funny part is I've never actually been on the other side of that particular one because, uh, it's, I think it's $30,000 a quarter to be part of it. So, wow. and, but I, I get to lead it. So, you know, <laughs> I'm worth that, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always good to be the leader. That's right. right. Um, all right. Dean uh, says, you mean I'm not the only one with a hundred pounds of something in a 50 pound container? Um, <laughs> you're talking about that, Terry. I was actually, this works in a lot of different ways, but there's actually this thing out there called the Parkinson's law. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this and, and I'm not sure if it relates to stuff too. I'll have to do a little more research on that, but this was talking about the fact that if whatever the deadline is that we set for the work that we we have, that's how much time it's going to take us. Right. So for right. example, in one of these uh, videos that I was watching talked about, you know, if you have 10 hours to write a letter, you're going to, you know, first go take a shower. Second, you're going to find the perfect pen. Next, you're going to figure out which paper you want to use. You know, then you're going to, you know, do a few different other things. 
and then you'll get the letter written. But if you had 10 minutes to do it, you would put out basically the same letter and you would skip the shower. You would, you know, just go with what pen was available. You right. So cut to the chase. Con- yeah. <laughs> it's that concept with, with the work that we have. Right. Um, and then they went on to t- share. <laughs> then they went on to share, like, this is what <laughs> I love it. This is what Elon Musk has done to, um, get to where he's at. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the perfect pen. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect pen. I love it. Um, that's, that's what a writer has on his desk. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The perfect night pen. Presenting the perfect <laughs> pen to you. <laughs> so you never have to find it. It's always right there. Um, mm-hmm. But real quick to close that out, Elon Musk, again, whatever you think about him, that doesn't necessarily matter. I think we can all agree that he's gotten a lot done and, and really moved the needle in a lot of ways in a lot of different places. And um, they, he's said that a big part of that is he sets what most people think are unrealistic expectations and deadlines. And, you know, it's one of those things like, wow, if you go for that, maybe you don't get all the way there, but whatever you did get is probably way more than if you would have said, oh, let's, you know, do a year. I mean, the pandemic was a perfect example of this. Everybody had all these great plans to do these things in a couple of years, you know, to, to figure out how to go online and to, you know, make all these changes. And that was going to be, I I can't tell you how many people I talked to that had these plans like a couple of years down the road. And then now we're all stuck at home (laughs) and things have changed and oh amazing we figure out how to do online training in (laughs) two weeks (laughs) exactly right it's it's (laughs) Parkinson's principle and I think it has to do with our stuff too um where yeah if you've got so much stuff you're gonna expand to that space right like oh my gosh I need to buy a, a bigger house because I have too many things well I've had that experience. I go from apartment into my home and all of a sudden my basement is full of stuff (laughs) that I never had before. Anyhow. So, um, all right. Uh, Everything's level and it's like pouring water on the floor. You'll fill your space no matter what space it is. You're totally right. All right. Um, Christine says, Aaron, you took the idea right out of my head. I'd hire someone to do the technical video stuff. I love that. Good, good, good. All right. Um, where are we at here, Terry? You want to get one more question? Yeah, let's do Okay. Um, so this is from Frank earlier. Uh, he said DTG versus DTF. And I know we've had Todd on here to talk a bit about this. Um, but w- what's your take, Terry? I know you guys were showing at Indy, you guys were showing some of the DTF uh, capabilities that you had with, with the Epson DTG machine. So go ahead. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people still don't realize that you can make a DTF transfer on a DTG machine without changing inks or anything. It's just a matter of, of reversing the image, print and reverse order and uh, onto the film. And, uh, and, and so you know, as a combination, it really opens up a lot of opportunity for DTG because DTG obviously works best with uh, with ring spun, hundred percent cotton. Um, yeah. You know, you know, there are companies out there that say, well, with our machine, you can print on poly. Uh, it's like we were talking about before we went on the air today. Uh, can you or should you? Uh, can <laughs> you print on poly? Yeah, should you? Probably not because it's yeah. a it doesn't wash well. Uh, but I can print the DTF transfer on my uh, DTG printer and get a really cool print on a hundred percent polyester shirt that washes well. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that it's an either or. I think they both have their um, 
have their uh i mean if somebody's trying to decide do i buy a dtg machine or do i buy a dtf machine uh i i think and uh you know i know todd's in this business but i think that a a DTG print directly on a shirt has a much better hand, a much better feel yeah. uh, than than a DTF uh, transfer. That said, I think DTF is is a huge addition to uh, a lot of businesses to do to do that short run piece like you do with DTG, but on uh, but on some substrates like you know poly the those um, those uh, recycled. Um, uh, water bottle, grocery bags, you know, things yeah. like that. It's perfect yeah. for that sort of thing. Uh, printing on hats, you know, can, can I DTG directly on a hat? I can. Is it better if I do a DTF transfer so that I can I can uh, decorate a lot more, a bigger variety of hats? Absolutely. That's I'm going to go that direction over there. So I don't know what's your what's your take, Aaron? Yeah, no, I agree with you, and and I think like you said, your what 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 it's all about. I mean, because like thinking about you talked about hats or or you know um i know somebody that uh was an osg member and they had a dtg machine but it was uh one of those ones that's uh, quite a bit slower to run and they actually um ended up doing a lot of their work as dtf because like doing a left chest if they can oh, and just run one sheet with all the left chests and then press it while the, you know, while the machine's running kind of thing, they, they were able to increase their production speed just by, you know, now if it's full prints, then that's a, a different story. And like you said, I agree that the hand, <clears throat> well, you guys had there in the booth, I remember going up and, and talking to Jay and you guys had a, a DTF print on one shirt and a direct DTG print on the other shirt. And, and, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, same so let's image. Tell us which one's which. It was easy. I mean, it didn't take more than you know grabbing each one real quick. Oh, that's the DTG. That's the DTF. Absolutely, because like you said, you can feel it. There is that that glue that makes it a little bit thicker. That the powder that you have to put on it. And I think if you're just doing a lot of t-shirts, um, uh, to me that would be a, a DTG business. But if you, um, you know, some somebody like Todd who is um, not actually, he's printing transfers, right? And and so he's right. got a dedicated DTG machine that's got the you know, dryers and shakers and bakers and whatever <laughs> goes on D with that. DTF machine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he has a, a specific DTF machine. And, and, you know, for printing transfers, that makes a lot of sense, right? But I think if you're a decorator, um, <clears throat> I think you're right. I think finding that, that middle ground tool and with DTG machines, you can still print DTF. And so I think that's that's kind of the, the toss up. I, I'm not saying that even if you aren't just printing transfers for others, that a, a straight DTF machine is not um, of value. But I would definitely think about, you know, what because the only, the only downside to a DTG that you're using as a DTF is your production speeds are a little bit slower than a dedicated DTF. Right. right, depending on depending on the machine, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, we're not we're talking about dedicated, full on, you know, twenty four, whatever. I think, or actually, Todd's got a seventeen inch wide kind of roll fed type deal. <clears throat> right, not a, right. Not a converted um, inkjet printer <laughs> that is still just printing sheets. So. Correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So I, I think we covered that. Any anything else that we missed on that, Terry? I, I don't think so. I think that uh, it, and and hey, you know, it's it's interesting. And uh, now that uh, trade shows are are kicking back in about seventy percent, um, that that's what everybody's going to the shows. They've been you know been home for two years. That's what they're going to see because they've heard about DT uh, DTF. Uh, you know, it's all over the internet, and they. I, I probably half the people I talk to shows say I came to this show to see DTF because yeah. you know you can watch all the videos in the world, but you can't feel the shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so. right. Yeah, you're you're right. And Todd says uh, space and power available needs to be factored in too. Yeah. So, and I think exactly. that's kind of goes for all equipment purchases. You know, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times it's like, oh. I know that that was when Epson first came out with the F2100. That was a big deal. Is it, okay, can we turn this on its side to get it through a normal door, right? right. And, and that was a big deal. And, and I think sometimes people get something and go, oh, how am I going to get this, right? How much does it cost to have somebody open up a hole in your wall and then fill it back in? <laughs> <laughs> Will my landlord let me take out the plate glass window in the front of my building? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I had that conversation yesterday with someone. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, as as business owners, those aren't the things that we're thinking about every day, right? We're, we're thinking about all of the making and how we get customers and interacting with our customers and doing all this. I don't think it's possible to go, gosh, how do I get this down? So like you said, you've got to every once in a while stop and be a consultant, right? And then stop and, and like say, okay, I'm going to this show. I need to be prepared. It's, you can't just go to the show and go, oh, cool. I'm just going to check it all out. And then I'm, I'm taking my credit card, roam around. Buy whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Roll one out. And because then you don't think about some of those other things, space and power availability, stuff like that. And, so. and, and you know, Aaron, we have that show at the, at the end of every year where we talk about planning for the next year. And these are the kind of things that you need to set aside time and sit down and, and think through these things and, and, and uh, talk to people and, and plan for your business, plan for your, your future business. Yep. All right, Terry. Well, um, any, I think we've, man, I think our guests like here. That? no. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh first and foremost terry let's really thank the regulators you guys showed up as usual but uh, great questions there's even more questions in here that we didn't get to um I, I think we'll try to cover cindy's question over on the half here in a little bit and we'll talk about that in a moment but um we've got a five things here are is is this uh not is this from you terry or is this from mr eric campbell it's from eric campbell all right there we go i i, I I didn't see the, the typing going on in the background. So, um, <laughs> Eric, do you want to do this again where uh, you get to be the man and, and we'll uh, I'll push buttons for you for a second? All right. Well, come on in. I'll let you bring yourself on in and then I'll push buttons after that. Welcome <laughs> into the program. The man, the myth, the legend, one Mr. Eric Campbell. Eric. I don't know if I deserve that much intro, but, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take I it. that about Terry when he walks into a room, too. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. All yeah. right. Yeah, um, he says so. it about everybody, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. It's not special at all. <laughs> no. no it's not. I say that to my uh, – I look in the mirror and I say that to myself, too. So. <laughs> <I think that's laughs> true. self-image, people. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric, are you ready for the five things? I will uh, lead you in here. Yeah, play ready? me, man. Let's all do right, it. Here we go. All right, folks. So this is 
five things to remember when setting your pricing. So I have helped a lot of people when they're kind of struggling with pricing and often they're going to say, hey, give me the numbers. Once again, I'm gonna give you the non-answer, non-answer. <laughs> you know, it's the non-answer, answer. I'm not gonna give you numbers, but these are the things to get over when you're trying to work on your pricing, things to get in your head, to get your mindset right. So number one, uh, bargain pricing promotes narrow margins. Unfortunately, if we race to the bottom, the only thing we can do is compete on efficiency. Is it possible? Yes, the Walmarts of the world exist, but then you gotta compete at the Walmart levels and not all of our equipment or our setups for business make sense for that. So remember, when we race to the bottom to beat someone else's price for the bargain hunters, those are the kind of customers we will have, and that's the kind of margins we're gonna make. Second thing, uh, profit is the point. Uh, even if you're doing this for fun, it's a side hustle. It's something that you're doing on your own. It's something you didn't expect to do as a business. Even if you just want to continue doing the thing you want to do, you want to make yourself a creative job, you need to make profits you can't just skin by because you're going to need to upgrade or repair equipment. You're going to want to expand. And at the very least, you want to make sure your time's covered, which is, leads very well into the third point. Number three, pay yourself for labor even when you're solo. Solopreneurs are especially bad at this. What do you think is going to happen to your budget when you do finally hire the person doing part of the job that you do today? You have to pay yourself separately for labor and make sure that it's a cost that you're dealing with before you start hiring people. Even if you don't intend to hire somebody, it's a very good idea to understand that you need the minimum to maintain. What does that, what does that mean? You need to not only just make profit, but before you profit, you have to make sure you're paying yourself because the, the company you're building requires your labor to function. So pay yourself for labor. Number four, value is not directly proportionate to cost. You do not need to add more cost, more decoration, more time, more materials, more equipment to make something worth more. The same blank shirt to two different markets can be worth six bucks or 60 bucks, depending on how it's positioned, how it's placed and how much people trust it. So value, the value that a customer sees is not necessarily pegged directly to cost. Think about how you can increase value without increasing the amount of labor and the amount of cost on your end. And last but not least, the thing that I say on my show all the time that gets people uh, thinking I'm being too serious, here it is. Uh, you're not selling shirts, you're selling the limited hours of your life. When you're pricing, remember that you are selling the time you have on this earth. I know that sounds deep, I know that sounds heavy, but it's true. If you're going to spend your day today pressing shirts, embroidering, doing whatever it is to make this thing happen, I hope you're happy doing that. I know I love it, but you're still selling the limited hours of your lifespan. Make sure you take that into account when you price and know that you should be getting paid for the work that you do. And that's my five things. Awesome, Eric. Wow. Awesome, Eric. Hey, Eric, just tell me how many, how much to charge per thousand stitches, okay? <laughs> it's not a dollar. I'm just going to say it. I know that pushes your buttons. It's not 25 cents either. No. Hey, how 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 much do you want those minutes of your very limited human lifespan to be worth, folks? I know every time I say this, it goes, man, Eric, that is dark. And I'm like, yeah, that whole memento mori thing people did. That was a, there was a reason for that. You're <laughs> You're spending your time, folks. Remember yeah. that. You're not there just you goofing off. This is yeah. your life. Spend yeah. it how you want. We, All right. We've spent about a thousand hours uh, with this show, considering how many times we've gone over a thousand hours of our lives. Wow, guys. it's starting to make that producer pay look a lot smaller. <laughs> but you can't get smaller than zero. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, Bill says great. All right, folks. Bill says great five things, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Terry says uh, charge what you're worth and never apologize. I love that. Eric, yep. while we've got you here, sir. 
tell us what's coming up here uh, in oh, the rest of Education the Friday for you. <laughs> rest of Education Friday for me uh, certainly is going to include the take up. So if I can actually get all the banners and stuff ready, oh, sorry. I'm still, still pushing buttons. You, but the take up today is episode 116, and this is bad assumptions, bad in parentheses, about machine embroidery and digitizing, wherein I'm going to hash out some incorrect assumptions that uh, new digitizers and embroiderers make about digitizing art interpretation, embroidery, shop setup, and just plain business that hold them back and how to avoid them. So head over to ericcampbell.com and click the take up on the top menu for the full playlist. I've actually also got, I'm going to throw this up. If you guys haven't noticed, I'm testing this out. If you're watching this and you have your phone handy, up in the corner where the logo usually is, you will see a QR code. When I've been putting those up with the links, you can always pause the video, Replay Squad, hashtag Replay Squad, go in, pause the links, snap that with your phone, you will be able to go straight to the videos and links that we produce. But this will go straight to the video today if you want to get in there. 2.30 Mountain Time today, PM, you will be able to talk with me about those incorrect assumptions you make. And by the way, I would love to hear about what the incorrect assumptions anybody makes in the comments, what you made when you started up. Uh, second thing is, of course, coming up in at Impressions Expo Fort Worth, you guys know I'm doing the long patch class one more time this year. So making small run patches coming up, uh, three plus hours of me telling you all you need to know about getting going with small run patches. My, my assumption was incorrect about this when I read this. Uh, it's not about long patches. It's a long seminar. <laughs> no, it's a long, long seminar. And also it's not about small patches just because it's a small run. It's uh, low quantity in-house patch production. But yeah, <laughs> I'll take kind of make long patches if you want to. <laughs> That's the new market, long patches. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, Eric. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, Ramona says, Eric, and I, you, you're good. Just, uh, But she says, I have a seasoned embroiderer that needs to take up today. Ugh. So there we go. Send them over, Ramona. Um, okay. So, uh, oh, and Chuck tried out the bit.ly uh, QR code. Good good work, Eric. It works great. That's so awesome. There, we go. there you go. Cool. Trying new things. <laughs> Always on the cutting edge, Terry, making us look good. This is good. Thanks, Eric. All right, Terry, what about you, sir? What's coming up? I have my everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. I'll be presenting that July 21st at uh, Graphics Pro Expo in the Meadowlands, New Jersey. Will you have that uh, new slide with the, the French supermodel in there by then? I don't have it in there yet, but uh, but, I, it's, but by it's, July 21st, should I send you a reminder? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, also, uh, DTG slash DTF, there you go, Academy yeah. Live is going to be July 28th at Equipment Zone in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. Myself and and uh, Jay Bassell will be over there in New Jersey doing that, along with some of the folks over there in uh in uh, New Jersey office as well. My complete screen printing business class at Equipment Zone in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey for the New York City area. That will be July 30th and 31st. Yes, I'm going to be over there for about 10 days. Uh, nice. The sign-up page will be up at the Equipment Zone site next week. My next uh, screen printing class in Chicago with Atlas Screen Supply is August 27th and 28th. My next class here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products is September 17th and 18th. That's actually a new date. And all my upcoming 2022 future class dates are on my website, terrycombs.com. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, so um, coming up here July 15th, um, I'm going to be putting on a new workshop uh, through our success group. It's called Growing Your Business Effortlessly. Um, it is a business planning workshop where we're going to cover the five keys and, and, and just show people how this really kind of, I don't know, 
Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits, called uh, the the planning process the the first creation, right? Every everything that's ever been created is actually created twice. First, it's got to be created in your mind somehow, right? And that that so if you do that in a effortless way before you start buying new equipment or throwing stuff against the wall, all these things that we talked about today, Terry. Um, so we're going to do a 90 minute workshop on July 15th and it's going to be going through all that stuff, but it's going to be uh, interactive where not only will we, will, will I share the information about how to write this business plan, but we're going to actually do some of the work. So you're going to have, you know, some people, it might be what they need to really kind of get them going. Some people, it'll be a good start to then some additional planning that they need to do going forward from there. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it's not just going to be this me talking for 90 minutes. It's going to be sharing some information, you getting into the work. There'll be a workbook that comes along with this. Anyhow, all the details are kind of coming together right now. They will be live over at uh, our success group later on today. If you're interested in that though, just go ahead and reach out to me, Aaron at two regular guys or, uh, or, or ping me and I'll make sure that you get the information as soon as that page is up. It's I, I'm just finalizing the details yet today. So check look look for that coming july 15th um and then uh moving out a little bit further september 11th i'm going to be participating in an international online small business skills summit uh, as a speaker so uh, the small business skills summit is bringing to you 30 experts over 30 days it's a free to attend but with limited access but there's also a vip package available that's got some early bird pricing available until the end of the month and you can go check that out at osg.link forward slash skills summit. Make sure you put those two S's in there, skills, plural, summit. And uh, the VIP pass is packed full of value. That'll give you access to the four live Q&A panel sessions that are happening. Plus, you'll also have a dedicated channel with each expert where you can ask them questions for seven days after the session. And of course, you'll also get all of the replays of everything that's happened over those 30 days. Um, the cool part is those that uh, dedicated channel, it's Volley. So if you guys haven't gotten on Volley yet, now's the time. Right? <laughs> you, you must have stock in Volley. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually talk to one of their new investors yesterday, but that's a whole ah. different story. <laughs> um, so my session is going to be called Conquer, Fear, and Thrive. It's uh, something that I've, I've done in the past, but I'm, I'm bringing some new twists to it here for the Small Business Summit. Uh, the folks putting this on are out of Australia, so you'll get a lot of good Australian accents throughout the course, too. And and uh, <laughs> But uh, international speakers from all over the world, so I'm really excited to also be in a attendee of that event. Um, I think it actually starts on like the 9th of September and goes for 30 days, but my, my session is on the 11th. So, um, all right, September 15th, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina graphics pro expo is hosting the start here Academy that uh, I get to be the MC and, uh, highlight those uh, amazing makers and influencers. And, uh, hopefully We'll have all three of them there. <laughs> we've had we've had Lisa and we've had Stan. We've been trying with Eve, and we'll we'll keep trying. We'll figure something out here. Uh, we may maybe even I'll record something and bring it to you. But um, anyways, uh, that's happening on the fifteenth, and then also make sure that you're staying there in Charlotte for the Charlotte uh, show for the rest of the time. Um, I'll be hanging out in the Graphics Pro booth afterwards, and and I think some of the the influencers will be able to hang out some too. And just it's just going to be a great time out there in Charlotte. Um, and, uh, looking forward to doing that. Uh, so osg.link forward slash S H a is where you can find out more details about that. And then, uh, let's see here. Yeah. September is going to be crazy busy, which is always fun. Um, sublimation summit in pre Peachtree city, Georgia. Uh, I'll be teaching on the 23rd of September out there. Um, 
I'm really actually looking forward to this trip personally too, because I'm taking my dad with me and then we're going to go to that. And then that night we're driving to Myrtle beach, North Carolina. It's not, not a short drive, but it's, it's just, <laughs> we're driving. South Carolina. Is it, yeah. Is did, it... did I say North Carolina? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's yes. In the <laughs> Carolinas. In the Carolinas. Myrtle <laughs> beach. Uh, and then that next day on the 24th, uh, I will be teaching there at Everything Embroidery Market, which is a lot more than just embroidery. In fact, uh, the Magic Touch is going to be there. Corel Trainer is going to be there. Stalls Transfer Express is going to be there. SewingMachine.com is going to be there. Uh, all sorts of great stuff. And there's a great lineup of educators and speakers over there um, happening. Everything Embroidery Market in, in Myrtle Beach. And then I'll get a couple days to go do some history stuff with my dad. So nice. <laughs> looking forward to all that. Um, and then, uh, Terry, we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, but we'll be hanging out at the Printing United show in Las Vegas, Nevada, October 19th through the 21st. And there will be a two regular guys decorators community booth there where we'll be capturing some podcasts, you know, talking to people, um, having our friends in. Nikki's going to come hang out. The guys from Corel Trainers are going to come hanging out. I'm sure we'll have all sorts of people in there just hanging out. Nice lounge. We'll probably have both blow up couches there, Terry. Wow. I mean, we're just wow. going to lounge it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that that's what I've got going on. We talked about what Eric's got going on. Terry, great job, sir. Way to well, make we, it uh, uh, Eric and I were uh, were messaging back and forth before you logged on this morning saying, well, this might be the shortest show we've ever done, and we are 15 minutes over as usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, you would think, how many more shows until we realize that that just is never going to be a problem? <laughs> I know, because I'm constantly saying, I don't know if we have enough, uh, enough, uh, enough What can uh, we do to assure you, here. Terry, that we will be just fine? <laughs> All right. Well, great show, Terry. And, and regulars, again, thank you guys so much. You guys are just ugh, lots of high fives. I love it. Thank you for showing up with some great questions and uh, putting in your two cents. That's what this is all about. Just a wonderful decorators community. And uh, th thank you guys so much for, for being here. And, and Terry, great job by you. You as well. And uh, we want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for coming on, on doing five things and for pushing all those buttons in the background, keeping everything going. Yeah. yeah, Eric, thank you very much, sir. Uh, next week, Terry, we've got, uh, he's been on the show several times, friend of the show, Josh Ellsworth, who's the executive VP with Group Stalls. Josh, I just, he's such a cool guy. And, you know, he started, and he's been with Stalls forever. And he, you know, I don't remember exactly where he started, but it certainly wasn't the executive VP level. And he's worked his way up to that executive VP level well worth it. I mean, he just is heart and soul into taking care of the customers over there. Um, so exactly. he's going to be joining us to talk about profit trends in the heat transfer, heat decorating world. And, and uh, so we're really excited to have Josh joining us to, uh, to share always brings great information. And, and uh, this time is not going to be any different, Terry. Exactly right. I always look, look forward to having Josh on the show. So uh, until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. 
You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.